Good morning, everyone. We told you we'd be back. We are Flyer and Ice. Above me with the white hat is Nick Descaltasti. I am Dan Green, and we are joined by the Gulf Storm Scout, Pete Judge of the OHL. Pete, thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to talk about the first round with you. Thank you for joining Flyer and Ice. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Now, before we start, just a reminder, you can find us on YouTube, subscribe, tap the bell, and you'll be informed of all our great programming, including Flyer and Ice and Heat Ratio Live, our parent show. All right, so, so people, the first question I'll start off with is, were you at all surprised that not only did Shane Wright not go number one, that he even dropped to number four? One mock draft I saw had it play out exactly that way. What were your thoughts on that? So I definitely was not surprised he didn't go one. Um, I've been hearing rumblings for the better part of probably close to two months now that there's been a lot of teams that have not had him at one. Um, I think Slavkovsky was kind of the obvious choice of someone who overtook him. I know people had Cooley in that spot too. Um, you know, I, I, I did think, think at the end of the day that Montreal was going to pick Shane Wright. I really did. Uh, I went into today or last night thinking it was uh, a, I, I figured he would go one, but um, it wasn't surprising. To see him drop to four, I was very surprised by that. Um, I didn't let, think he'd so go. Ask, now, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, let me ask you this. No. Was it, was it um, lack of, games on film because of COVID? Is it um, something people discovered with his personality that they didn't like? What do you think caused the drop? I, You know what I think it honestly was, was people looking at Shane Wright and thinking this is a player who we really liked two years ago, uh, but we don't know how much better he's gotten over the last two years. Um, you know, he scored 40 goals in the OHL as a 15-year-old, um, but he hasn't put up numbers that it look he hasn't significantly improved his offensive production since then. So I think teams were looking at him and saying like, Hey, this was a guy who was kind of a grown man at 14, 15 years old. And the production is stagnating and, and maybe this is just it. You know, some guys just hit their peak early. And I think some teams are probably scared off by that with shape. Um, again, I, I think Wright's going to be a really good NHL player. Um, and obviously going in four, you're expecting him to be a really good NHL player. But I think the the idea with Slavkovsky, at least, was like, this is still a guy who's learning. This is still a guy who's growing and um, getting better every day. Where, right, you're not seeing the, the progression every day. Um, so I, I think that was kind of the logic there. That makes sense. So Pete, I know you're. Uh, I believe you're last last time. Uh, you're an Islanders fan, right? So I mean, we're you know this is the Flyers podcast. And, <laughs> oh, you're not. I thought you were. I'm sorry. I'm not. No. I know you're a Long Island guy, so I just kind of assumed <laughs> that. Um, uh, anyway, um, you know, seeing Nemec being taken second to the Devils is almost. I feel like kind of a blessing in disguise for the fans of teams other than Devils and the Met. Um, and not to take anything away from Nemec, but based off who was available, um, like Slavkovsky or Wright or whoever it may be. Um, what do you think about that pick at number two for the Devils? 
Yeah, I, I think Nemich is a really good player. Um, he definitely, for me, for me, he was the number two defenseman available. I had Juracek over him. I think Juracek's a little bit more complete. I think Juracek compares to a guy maybe like John Carlson. Um, you know, he's big. He plays a little physical. He's got a big shot. Uh, whereas Nemich, I think he's, he's more of a risk taker, right? So if you're looking for a guy who's going to put up big numbers, but maybe be uh, not nearly as responsible in the defensive end, Nemich is your guy. Um, I think he's going to put up a lot of points in the league. I just think that he's also going to be very frustrating for Devils fans. Um, again, probably would not be my pick at number two. Definitely would not be my pick at number two, but a good player. Uh, again, a guy I think will have a, a good NHL career and put up numbers and, and be a good defenseman. But yeah, I think passed on some guys that would would be uh, a little bit stronger for their team. Well, it's funny. You kind of uh, incorporated my next question. I was going to ask you to compare the two <laughs> top demon, and you did, which is fine. And I'm just, I'll just, I'm ad-libbing a little bit here because I'm wondering if Nemich was um, taken second based on the recent success of Fox and McCarr. You know, you've got the 5'11", 6-foot guys that won the Norris back-to-back, and I wonder if the copycat league, copycat type player syndrome is kicking in. Just, just a yeah. thought with their success to go that route. Um, to build on Nick's question, though, and, and, and your answer, um, with, with the way the board fell, were you surprised that the part two of the question, I guess, to build on Nick is, um, <laughs> with Irachek with available for the Flyers at number five, I was hoping they would take him. So they ultimately took Gautier, Give us a breakdown between um, why Gauthier would have been the pick for you over Juracek, unless you don't think it's that way. I, I think probably there's between the two in terms of where their value is, right? Um, the Flyers need a lot, right? I think I think we're all probably in agreement that the Flyers are in a position they just needed to get the best guy. Um you know, again, I think I think Juracek is a pretty complete defenseman. I know there's some concerns about his skating. I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, I think it's a little ugly, but he's really efficient and effective and gets around. And he's, he's fast. You know, he's a he's a, a quick skater. He just looks a little ugly. Um, Gautier, though, I, I, I'm a big fan of. You know, I really I really think the sky's the limit with him. I think if you're looking for a power forward, there's probably not a better guy in this class. Um he just plays he plays the right way he's a 200 foot guy gets up and down the ice big shot he's probably a little bit more skilled than people give him credit for um he's he's a really good player and i think he could be a cornerstone piece for any team moving forward obviously the flyers picked him so cornerstone piece for the flyers i i think he's a guy that you know if, if everything kind of goes right for him, he could end up being one of the top, top players in this draft class. Um, my one concern with his game, and, and it's definitely something that over the last six months, I, I mean, you know, the last back half of his uh, last season, I've, I've noticed has gotten better. Um, it was always consistency. You know, I've, I've kind of followed Cutter Gautier since he was maybe around, around 13. Um, mm-hmm. And the one thing I've always felt with him is like, man, this the sky's the limit with this kid. But 
you don't always see it, right? Like there's there's games where he's all in, there's games where he's not all in. He'll give you three or four great shifts and then two or three not so great shifts. And um, you know, if he could figure it out, again, sky's the limit with him. He he could be a really, really top player. So I I don't I don't disagree with the pick at all. I think it was probably the right move. All right. Flyer fans are happy to hear that. <laughs> Pete, uh, be, being, you know, an East Coast scout and and watching so many young kids, American kids develop over the last five, six, seven, eight years. Um, how, how is the NTDP really changing hockey um, for, you know, American born players? And, and you know, what's is it's it's coming to the point where it's become almost total domination now with with um how us really um exposes itself to to young players yeah no it definitely is i mean i think for a lot of young players their their focus is making the national team right i i think all of these guys first thing on their on their mind is i want to go to the national team development program and everything else is secondary if i don't make it you know i don't I'll think about that later. I'll think about it when I get there. Um, you know, I, I think it goes a little bit. I think it, I think there's positives and negatives to it, right? Um, the good thing with it is that, or the good thing for those kids is, you know, they're being looked at from from the national team at 14, 15 years old and, and being tracked. And so they have their pick, right? Like all those guys who are being picked there are the best players in the country and our guys that are being picked with the idea that we're going to develop them into national hockey league pro or players. Um, as far as what it does for the rest of the hockey landscape in the country, I think that we could have a little bit of a debate there. There was right. no USHL players picked today or last night, right? There yeah. will be today, of course. Um, I'm sure it'll happen, but you know, you have a strong concentration of guys at the top, and maybe not so strong of a group below them. Um, and it, it, you know, again, I, I think you could make an argument both ways on what it's done for hockey in the U.S., but hard to argue that the top-end guys aren't getting really good development playing against the best of the best every day at practice, right? Absolutely. So you kind of touched on uh, Gautier uh, you know, that um, I guess a, a negative for you is does he take some shifts off? Um, so it, just because, again, we're flyer centric, let's say someone's just tuning in now. Give us the the the, the pros and cons of Godier as far as um, would you would you both agree that one year in college and then boom, he uh, comes right into our squad? I think it's possible. Um, I think it's possible that he's a one and done guy. I think that's also possible. He does two or three, uh, in terms of positives and negatives. I mean, positive is he's got a, a typical NHL body, right? You know, he's six, three, he's over 200 pounds already. He's, he's a grown man at 18 years old. He's big, he's fast, he's powerful, he's strong. He's got a, got a mean streak to him. I think Flyers fans are going to love him. Right. <laughs> um, you know, he plays tough. He does all the little things. He, he can get to the dirty areas and and, um, and make plays. Uh, he's got a big shot. Again, I think his skill is a little understated. Uh, I think he 
he doesn't have a lead skill, right? Like he's not, he's not at the same level as uh, like a Savoy, right? Savoy a couple picks later is just an ultra, ultra skilled forward. Gautier isn't that guy. He's, he's skilled, but he's not elite skilled. Um, again, the negatives I think are, he doesn't have high, high, high end skill. And I've always had concerns with his consistency, but over the back half of the season, I think it's gotten a lot better. And I've also heard from people who are a little bit more connected that it's kind of been a maturity thing for him, maybe. And they feel like he's grown a lot this year as a person. How is his um, two-part question? Can can he have you seen him play center? And can he move from wing to center? Um, in the NHL and how is his hockey IQ? I would, I would imagine that that's pretty high. Yeah. I think he has played center a good bit at the national team. I don't think it, it, it's not his primary position for the program. Um, but he has played it a decent amount. Uh, I, I don't know that I would necessarily say that he's a sure bet to play center in the NHL, but it's again, definitely possible. Um, I think his hockey IQ is good. I think he's a guy who, like I said, he plays 200 foot game. He's smart. He goes up and down. Like he, he plays a little bit. He does everything you need him to do. Right. I don't think he's a guy that is, uh, is ever going to like, is ever going to, to wow you either way, but, um, but he's going to do all the right things and do all the little things. Real quickly, before we move on, we have, uh, your name, Ryan, who's, uh, been, checking the past two days thank you very much ryan ryan uh i love you already but you you're, you write uh, war and peace comments so it's it's hard for me <laughs> as the host he, he's essentially saying the flyers just need have needs everywhere um they need skills speed energy guys with stamina play both ways and it, it just you know it's a four part as you can see um, <laughs> comment. So, Adam, we appreciate you checking in, and, and we're in, right. we're total in total agreement. The Flyers need everything, um, and and I'll tie in Chicago soon. Now, Chicago needs everything too, and I, I guess they figured they would try to get three things in the first round at the stake of getting rid of some guys, which I think was a mistake. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, I, I guess I'll I guess I'll pull up the board now um and as i pull up the board i'm going to ask you this question um biggest surprises and i'll say both taken too high and someone that you thought was taken too low for me and nick will know who i'm going to say um (laughs) i love yokum kemmel and i think he was he's going to be the matthew barzell of this draft where you're going to be like he was taken. i think matthew was taken 16 or 17 in 2015 and he's one of the elite players of that class. So I think Kemmel, um could be that guy. That's just my opinion, and I'd like to hear it from the expert. That guy taken too high and someone too low. Uh, so I'll, I'll say right off the bat, I think Kemmel is, uh has superstar potential, too. I, I'm with you on that. Um, that's just a guy who he, he can score so many types of goals, and he's such a pure goal scorer and his offensive talents are are through the roof um in terms of like purely offensive guys he's got to be top three or four in the class for me 
So I was I was shocked he went as late as he did. I, I wasn't surprised he got out of the top seven or eight, but I, I was definitely surprised he didn't get picked in the top ten. Um, and to fall to seventeen, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty surprised by that. Uh, he went seventeen, right? Yeah, Correct. I'm looking at the board mm-hmm. right here. Okay. <laughs> um, the the one guy that I gotta say, and and this is probably you know not me or uh, me not doing my due diligence really is uh, Sam Renzel to Chicago. I was I was pretty surprised by. Um, I was gonna bring again, him up too. Yeah, a guy a guy honestly that I've only seen a handful of times looks promising. Um, he's big, he skates pretty well. He's got some skill, but, uh, just not really a guy who was on my radar as a Minnesota kid and playing Minnesota high school hockey and, and only playing a handful of games in the USHL. He <laughs> only really saw him for <clears throat> a couple of games. So, um, not a guy I'd, I had really heard about going in the first round either. So that was, that was a surprising one for me. Um, I think the other guy, honestly, Vancouver at 15 took Lecker Amaki. Uh, Lecker Amaki was a guy I, I thought could easily go top 10. Um, really, really skilled goal scorer, too, just like Kemmel. You know what? I, I think, in my opinion, getting goal scorers is the hardest thing to find. And when you can find them in the draft, I think you go after them. And I think those are two guys that are going to score a lot of goals in the NHL. And um, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised both of them fell out of the top 10. Pete, who do you, who do you think um, if you had to pick one team from yesterday that really just nailed the draft, um, who, who would you go with? Oh, <laughs> it's tough. Um, I, I mean, hard to argue with Montreal, right? They, I right. think they did really well. Uh, I liked Buffalo's picks. I think I think Osland and, and Coolidge are both guys that are going to have long NHL careers, and you know I don't know that either one of them is a is a star. I think Osland has a good shot, uh, but he's 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 a couple years away for sure. He's a guy that I think just needs to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, and when he does eventually come over, he can he can be a really top player. And I think Coolidge is the same kind of thing. He. he We'll get a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, come over in a couple of years, and I think he he can be a really nice player for them in a couple of years. Buffalo is definitely the other team that I looked at and was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and Savoy. I mean, you know, with their yeah, 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 sorry. I I mean, I'm not even thinking about Savoy, but yeah. Savoy, again, I think, you know, other than the concerns about his size, he's he's one of the – probably the most skilled player in this draft. And that's that's – I, I remember Nick in previous shows, Matt mentioning Matt Savoy as someone to keep an eye on. So good on you, Nick. Um, and again, now from the Flyers' perspective, like as as our as our commenter Ryan mentioned. Oh, here we go. Ryan's Matthew Savoy. Yeah, Urov is a, is a, is a great player, and and, and, yeah. the, and, and the Capitals. Um, I love the Capitals pick. Um, I'm not even going to try his name. <laughs> Mershen, I don't know. Uh, Ivan M. I I, I I I always butcher his name, but I, you know he 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 had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and he's um, recovering. But um, a lot of people think he's one of the most talented, if not the most talented player in the draft, if he was healthy. So assuming he 
um, recovers as Mario did, hopefully he will um, light things up for the Capitals. I mean, I'm, obviously that, that hurts all all non-Capital fans, but from a wishing a kid well perspective, I hope the kid has a great career. Um, yeah, 100%. Just to comment on that, I, I mean, he is just unbelievable what he's gone through this year. And, and I think, uh, you know, obviously everyone's hoping the best for him. Um, definitely a kid that going into the year was being talked about as a top five kind of player. And, um, you know, obviously with what he's dealt with, it's been hard to, hard to see him play hard to really see where he's, where he's at. And, and, uh, I, I think the Capitals probably do have a, a steal on their hands and you're off too. You know, I think, I think you're off is a really good player, really, really high end, but you know, the concerns there with everything going on in Russia, makes sense that he fell the way he did right right the capitals have a a russian connection obviously in more than one way to yeah do a little recruitment um so get, getting back to gotier this just popped in my head and maybe nick can um elaborate and and feel my concern pain you mentioned um he does a lot of things well and he's a, a, just a, a man child right now um and since the Flyers have so many needs, and one of the needs is someone with grit that'll stick up for their teammates. And in today's NHL, you need grit with skill, like a Tom Wilson type. The, I think the, the Bryant Reeves of the, of the, of the, of the, of the game are going to go by. He, you know, he's the last of the true goons. Guy with not a lot of skill that is still in the league. But generally, your tough guys, a la Wayne Simmons and Tom Wilson, you know, Wayne's getting old in the tooth, you have to have skill and contribute offensively and be your team's enforcer at the same time. So is, does Gote have at least that potential? Is he a guy that is willing to drop his gloves? Um, because it does concern me that based on your, your um, answer that he's not the kind of guy, if, especially if moved to center, that's going to undress you going through the neutral zone. Um, he seems more of a, you know, you know, you know, a guy that'll snipe off the pass. Uh, you know, the Flyers are in desperate need of the Matthew Barzells of the world that can undress you through the neutral zone, back up the defensive core, and, and, and generate offense that way. And you just mentioned Kemmel and, and Savoy, who probably can do that. Um, that's a concern I have with um, the Flyers team as a whole, and you can't get that in one pick. So curb my stress over that. <laughs> and, and and am I right with the enforcer part of it? It's a long question, but I'm I got so much. In, I got so much in my head. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, you know, Gautier playing for the U.S. national team. Those guys don't fight, right? So I couldn't tell you if he can fight at all. I've I've never seen it. <laughs> I can tell you that he is definitely not afraid to play scrappy, play a tough game, uh, make contact, and take hits, and and play physical and and especially down low. He, he is a strong guy. He's a tough kid. Um, in terms of whether or not he could fight, I couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. Um, but no, I, I, I see where you're coming from, for sure. I, I think he is a guy that, you know, is he's not going to be a Matt Barzell. He's not going to be a Matt Savoy. I, he's just a totally different player from that. But you know what? If, if you need a guy who's going to play big and physical every day, you, you got him. <laughs> he's... He's a really, really good player. And again, he I don't think he has elite skill, but he has good enough skill um, 
to carry the puck and, and to be the guy who drives offense when he needs to. And he's big, strong, and fast. So I mean, he's going to carry the puck to the outside a lot. Um, and I, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine doing <laughs> doing everything you need him to do. All right, before Nick jumps in, any NHL comparables that come to mind? Not off the top of my head, if I'm being okay. honest. I, I'd right. have to think about it. Yeah. Pete, um, going into the second round, do you see a player or two maybe that you had your eye on that uh, a team can, you know, get a nice little value uh, with, um, you know, maybe that could have gone in the first round that that slipped a little bit that you feel has got some some um, really high end skill set or or at least a higher ceiling. Um, question number one. Question number two. Goalie goalies. I, if I'm not mistaken, none no no goalies taken in the first round, right? Uh, so yeah. how's that looking to shape up? Uh, you know, in round two and three. Yeah. Uh, so I'll answer the goalies first and just say that I, I don't really know. Um, my understanding from people who know the goalies a little bit better than I do is that this is just not a great year for goalies. Um, you know, I, I know there's a handful, uh, our, our team in Guelph, we've got a guy, Jake Oster, who's pretty promising. He took over the starting job at the end of the year as a Oh four, um, playing in the OHL pretty impressive. Um, I think he'll, he probably will get picked this week, uh, today. I couldn't tell you where. As far as goalies as a whole, though, it doesn't sound like there's there's a guy, right? Um, I think most years there's one or two goalies that you look at and say, okay, like that's that's the guy that we're looking for, and or that's th- those will be the guys off the board first. And, and this year there just there just isn't one, um, unfortunately. Um, in in terms of guys in the second round, yeah, I, I think there's a good bit. Um, Jagger Furcus uh, from Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, just another like he's kind of a smaller guy but he's a goal scorer um I, I think he's got a lot of skill a lot of pace and loves to shoot the puck um really really good player and then the other guy who i love is david goyette out of sudbury in the ohl um i had one age one nhl scout tell me he thinks he's the best best player on the rush in the entire class wow um, that's what I yeah. want, Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do you see him going? Second? Could he drop? Yeah, I, I think he'll probably be a second round pick. Um, you know, I think. Hey, can you say little... his name again? Can you say his name again? I'm sorry. Yeah, David Goyette. Goyette. Okay. Uh, plays for the Sudbury Wolves. Um, you know, I think I think there were a little bit of conversations about maybe him going in the first. Um, again, something that I I had heard from some some guys in the league that they think he might be a first round pick. So I don't think he gets too much further. <laughs> I don't think he's on the board long today, but uh, I, I really just ultra skilled fast. Um, kind of got a little Trevor Zegers to him, you know, uh, maybe a guy that like the, the concern that I've heard from people is people think he's a little lazy, um, particularly off the puck, but a guy that, you know, I've talked to some of his teammates. I've talked to guys who've coached him, and they all are like, this kid is a, a grinder. He loves to, like, he's in the gym all day. He's a film nut. Like, he just works works so hard. Um, so all the all the lazy concerns are uh, a little Disgust. unfounded. Just, right. yeah, just off on the way he plays and presents himself. I think that's, that's uh, where they're getting that from. But those are the two guys off the top of my head that I, I would look at and say, yeah, they're, they, they should go early today and they and they could be steals in the second. 
Well, unfortunately for the Flyers fans, we need a steal in the third because we do not have a second round <laughs> right. pick because we threw it in to get rid of Shane Gustafsberg. So the Flyers don't draft till the third round. So hopefully they'll do some maneuvering to get someone of, is it Goyette you said? Yeah. His skill set because, you know, sitting on my hands to the, to the third round is going to cause this host a lot of anxiety. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna present this to you, um, and I know I, you know. Is there anyone in the top five that you see that you wouldn't have moved for DeBrinket? I think Ottawa pulled off a major steal yesterday. I believe they gave up um, their pick uh, and a second and a future third. No players on a, on their current roster for um, to get DeBrinket and. That was something, you know, we as Flyers fans, we were we were kind of speculating and hoping they would do. Um, that's not a lot for a perennial 30-40 goal scorer. So your thoughts on that. And then part two, essentially with all the machinations and maneuvering, the Canadians traded Romanoff for Kirby Dock. Was that too much for Kirby Dock? Is he an underachiever that will achieve now? Your thoughts on the, all those three trades that I just mentioned? Uh, so, I mean, I'm a big DeBrinket guy. <laughs> um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, getting the seventh pick for DeBrinket, I, I I don't know that you're getting a guy who puts up goals like he does for sure in this draft class at all. And and then they go ahead and pick a defenseman who I'm not crazy yeah. about in Korchinski. Too early, um, yeah. Yeah, a guy like again, guy I like, but they probably could have got him with their second pick in the draft, if you ask me. Um, so it was a little bit of a strange one for me, the Debrinket one especially. And then, uh, sorry, I, I don't even remember the rest of the question. I guess no, the, trades in the, general, the, right? uh, the the Canadians and uh, the Canadians essentially uh, acquired Kirby Doc and um, and got rid of Romanov. Romanov, yeah, the defenseman. Uh, so that, that's essentially what they did. You know, it, the, the capital they acquired for Romanov, they flipped for Doc. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I like Kirby Doc for sure. I think he is a guy that has a lot of potential and a lot of upside. Big. Still a young player. You know? I do too. He's, I like him. He's 21 years old, right? Like he's, he's just a guy that is just going to keep getting better. And he is, he is big. He plays a power game. I, I get it. I definitely get it. Um, you know, Romanov, I think, I think was a, an interesting one. Um, it, it's funny. I've, I have a lot of friends that are Islanders fans, obviously being from Long Island. And I also have a lot of friends that are Habs fans and, and they've both sides aren't happy, you know, okay. um, for whatever that's worth. You know, I think the Islanders fans feel like they gave up too much. And I think the Habs fans feel like they didn't get enough. So, uh, to me, that usually tells you it's a pretty good trade. Right. Um, I do think Romanov is a good defenseman. I think he'll be a good player for the Islanders. Um, so I, I, I think I think both sides are probably pretty happy going into today. Well, it's funny. Montreal, when they made that run a couple of years ago, they had such a great defensive core. <laughs> they're, they're all gone. <laughs> so yeah. it's crazy. Uh, and then that's, yeah. that, that's why it's important to nail your draft so that you can replace what you ultimately get rid of. Um, yeah. Listen, I... I had a ton of questions, and you've elaborated on every single one of them, either through Nick's um, questions or, or or through mine. So, Nick, I have no more questions that jump out. Help yourself. 
I'm good. I mean, you know, I think we're so lucky to have a guest like you on the show, Pete. Your insight is invaluable. I know you've been grinding it out at the rinks for, you know, for, as far as I know, at least 10 years, maybe even longer. Um, Just about 10. And, <laughs> you know, for the viewers out there, I mean, you know, when people say, well, I hear this, I hear that, and I have a source. I mean, you're the guy that's actually out there you know, in the stands or in the boxes watching these kids from the time they're 13, 14 years old. And, you know, you've got a real pulse on, on, on what's going on, uh, especially some of the East coast kids, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And now being up at golf and, and recruiting for them, I'm sure has got to be just a blast. Um, but uh, now very enlightening, good stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we would love to have you back at some point and, you know, and do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll join Matt Moran on one of these days. There you no, go. That would, that would be awesome, actually, to have both of you on at the same time. And, I, you know, yeah. right now I can just take a nap while you guys talk. <laughs> um, but, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you want to I, – I hate to do this to you, Pete, but if you want to um, get some insight on round two of the draft and next year any players that, that you're curious about, reach out to Pete at PeteJudge9 on Twitter, and I'm sure he'll get back to you. Um, again, Pete is a scout – the Gulf Storm of the OHL, clearly beyond knowledgeable with all this talent that we're watching it drafted. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see the Flyers do some maneuvering. Again, we are Flyer-centric, and we hope that the Flyers do something to move up into the second round. Um, on behalf of Nick Descaltasti, our wonderful guest, Pete Judge, I am Daniel School Green. Continue watching the draft and Perhaps we will put together the, the dream team package of Pete and Matt complete <laughs> draft recap. If not, Nick and I somehow will do a draft recap in our flyer and ice five minutes for roughing, roughing, excuse me, episode. Until then, we will see you guys. Enjoy day two of the draft. And until next time, good hockey, everybody. <laughs>